Boxer of a drive. WordPress evangelism going on. Get up on your brewing terminology. 19,000 pictures of me playing Jenga. All about jingle. Great, great, great grandchild themes. Direct twin of Tim Curry. Go in and fiddle with it. I want to change all the colors. Transformed my sites into Weaver 2. The Stooges of themes. I can run on my computer. Walks that line a lot better. Welcome to the Weekly Theme Show, episode number five. I want to thank today's podcast sponsors, MonsterThemes.com and ThirstyAffiliates.com for sponsoring not only the Weekly Theme Show, but all WP Candy podcasts this week. We greatly appreciate the support. So what are, you, what are we talking about today? Let's see. I'm going to pull my, pull my notes back up. Are we live? Are we doing this? Are we live? Are we do, are, like, for, like for serious? Yeah, this is the show. This is the show now. We are into the show. Guys, it's that easy. Man, it's so weird without the music, but that's cool. Is it, does it throw you off? Because we go straight into like, mean, pre-show into, into current show? Right, because, yeah, there's no like little transition playing, but it's fine. I'm down. Good. Good. So I know what... Uh, oh, well, let's act like we haven't been talking for the last hour of troubleshooting. Been. How are you, gentlemen? Man, I am so good. I'm so good. I love audio equipment. I love microphones. And I love Skype. When it all just works perfectly together. Everything just works on a Mac. <laughs> Sorry, it could really be just. He's, yeah, he's got to throw that out there. Uh, well, uh, Nick, you and I were at WordCamp Nashville this past weekend. But before that, Justin oh, and I man. were at the Grand Rapids WordPress meetup. So I think that gets precedence because technically that was like two days prior, right? Honestly, it definitely gets precedence because there's no way it was good as WordCamp Nashville. So. Ooh, all right. Well, Shit I mean, best it, for last. it's comparing a meetup to a WordCamp, so that is tough. And plus, I was speaking at the meetup, so that brings it down another couple notches. It's like comparing obviously. boxers to briefs. <laughs> just... Or a, a two-hour drive to a seven-hour drive. Oh, a beautiful seven-hour drive through the mountains. It's, it's, a, oh. it's, a nice, it's, a, it's a nice boxer of a drive. Um, All right, so uh, Grand Rapids, how yes. was it? What's going on over there? I had a good time. Did you enjoy it, Justin? I did. Like I said, three-hour drive from home wasn't bad. Um, yeah, a lot of cool people up there. Enjoyed meeting. Yeah, it was, it was actually, that was the first time I've ever gone to a meetup that wasn't here in Fort Wayne, um, which was kind of like I was thinking about it the whole week as, or what I was expecting is kind of what it was, which is sort of a distilled WordCamp group. You know, these are the people that, I mean, the people that we met will be the people probably involved in volunteering to make, you know, a WordCamp either this year or next year, whenever they can get one put together, you know, they'll be the ones doing that. So I kind of, uh, the, we, we got the, we got the cream of the crop. We didn't have, we didn't have to meet all the normal people, right? Just the crazy psycho WordPress monthly people there. What's the difference between a page and a post? <laughs> right. Oh my. Well, it was also really, really, um, you know, we met. I'd say probably talked to about half the people that were there. They they had a good group. It was about 25, 26 people, I think, attended. And uh, really, it seemed like about 75% of them were developers, but developers who didn't primarily work with WordPress. So they worked with other languages and other, uh, or I, I should say not PHP and other CMSs. Definitely a lot of uh, WordPress evangelism going on there. But uh, the, the venue was really cool. It was I forget the name of the place, but it was a really kind of um, set up like a co-working space, but it was really just a single business, uh, like a Rails shop. Um, really cool, uh, decked out in an old warehouse that had been mm -hmm. remodeled. And and I uh, got to meet a lot of normal people. Well, as normal as what people can be, but... Yeah, we are um, weird. I've, I've never... I mean, I've been kind of just tangibly through you, um, met people online before, um, but you know, when you realize there's somebody on the other end of that keyboard, it's just as normal as we are with, you know, newly married, you know, and you know, oh, getting, sure. starting a family and working for a living. And it's just, uh, and it's still weird to me that, you know, that, um, when you meet people online, they don't always kill you. <laughs> that is not always weird, which yeah. that, that's not to say that there aren't people out there who will kill you because they certainly exist. Um, Even normal people that will kill you. <laughs> that's true too. Non-internet people. The other, uh, the other thing that was really cool was uh, meeting uh, somebody at the meetup who listens and really likes uh, this particular podcast, which was that fun. really warms the heart. It really yeah. warms the heart. All toasty because, inside. 
Yeah, because the guy said, like, oh, yeah, I listen to your podcast. My favorite one is, you know, like, we're, we're listening to which one it's going to be. So well, if, you guys done, if you guys would have done your job, you'd get his name. We could be like, hey, man, thanks for listening. But you didn't do that. Well, well I don't want to call somebody out. Well, there's nothing. If he listens, he, he probably is. It's one of the words. Like, well, know, then he knows most, who he is, doesn't he? No, but he it, knows. But, and the other two people that listen. <laughs> well, it, it actually it just worked out perfectly because obviously, you know, Justin came with me and I – like I, I kind of cheat because any show that they say is, I'm probably going to be on it, right? That's true. But it worked out perfectly because sure. this is sort of a relatively new show. I'm going for a few weeks, and uh, people people might like it the best. And I don't know. although he, he did listen to it double speed, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I love it because Wait. that means you sound like a chipmunk. I was going to say it must be like quadruple speed for me. Have you have you ever tried listening to any of these double speed? Have not. I actually slow it down about 35 BPM. Yeah. I uh, like just so I get that like droning robot voice. Right. Yeah, it becomes sort of interpretive dance at that point. Just just it's it's just sound in the background. I don't want to even explain my uh, routine for listening to these. It just wouldn't make sense to people. Oh, I I believe you. I believe you. Um Nashville. Nashville well, that was, was Grand Rapids. Wow, that sounded yeah, like well, it was a 5 minute long <laughs> conference. What is there more to, what, what is there more to say? Well, I mean, Ryan went through his his plug-in uh presentation, you, you know, like I was going to say, didn't he speak? I did. Like, like 110 plugins and, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. And, and I hadn't, hadn't sat through it before. I'd seen a lot of them before, uh, but I actually found one that was uh, addressed a problem that I was having with a site I'm working on. So, Sweet. Uh, well, good, as, we learned in, as we learned in Nashville, uh, you could, should just totally build your plugins into a theme. So, <laughs> Yeah. The, the, there's, see, that's a better transition than what I was doing. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, there's that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Cool. So, Nat, so, uh, so Ra- Grand Rapids was cool. You guys met some cool people. And, well, and I'll, then, I'll, I'll probably go back. Like, I don't need to wait to, uh, you know, another year to speak again or anything like that. I'll probably, uh, it's a quick drive. It's easy from here. Um, and it's fun. It's a cool group. Sure. And you guys went to the Founders Brewery afterwards, right? Also yes. very cool. Huge, huge tanks. How, how do you guys? How do you guys leave that out? Like you were talking about your trip, <laughs> and leave out like the best part. I don't remember how big the tanks were, but I think one of them did contain a small ocean. Uh, it was like at least three stories tall. Yeah, uh, they were. It was gross, but awesome. one of the one of the wart tanks, or or what? No, the at the brewery. Yeah, of, the, like of, where with all the, with all the mash and wart in it, or or what? Oh, I don't know. Or is it just like? Oh, okay. They're just you got you guys gotta get up so. on your on your brewing terminology. I mean, come on, you're at a brewer. I like Brewery. to drink beer, not make it. I, I understand. All right. And, your way. Uh Nashville was a great time as well. Um oh. uh, for for those for those keeping score, I came back uh late Thursday night with Justin from Grand Rapids. I slept until about noon and then Got stuff together and then took off uh, about what would you say? We probably left about four in the afternoon on Friday. We definitely to go to left Nashville. at four. We were we were supposed to leave around two. Been <sighs> prolonged the trip. Yeah, but we well. left at four. We left at four and all was well. Yes, yes. And um, I mean, there's a lot that could be said about the the note that I made was that there was a one of the sessions was on child themes, so I wanted to make note of that. Um, yeah, but there were plenty of highlights. I mean, geez. Yeah, I, the too many to game. The Jenga game between me and Jed was probably the best highlight of the trip. For, I mean, it was for you and Jed. Actually, it wasn't that fun, but it was cool because I won. I am I am making a note to make sure that I get at least one of those photos up. That may actually have to be our show. Our <laughs> there, show. Okay, the, the, the highlight of WordCamp Nashville is that there was a photographer, and I think she took 19,000 pictures of me playing Jenga. So the whole, the whole, every, the whole internet, the whole world's gonna think that WordCamp Nashville is all about jingle or jingle. Sorry, jingle. jingle. <laughs> you just Google bombed uh, Nashville. I just Google bombed. It's your it. fault. You um, know what can you do? <laughs> I believe it was, and I will uh, check my notes. I believe it was Ryan Green who talked about. Yeah, it was. Uh, who it was talked Ryan about Green. child themes? And it yeah. was the so the so Nashville was separated into two tracks. They had a sort of. Um, I would say a user slash beginner slash intermediate sort of anything not developer fell into that track. And then the other track was for developers. Uh, so I kind of hung out in that track uh, uh, most of the day. And so Ryan's was, I think, the second one. We actually unfortunately missed uh, Mitch Canner's first talk, which I was bummed about. But 
we got out there a little bit later than we wanted to. Sure uh, did. And and so the topic of child themes. So if you don't know, uh, child themes are um, a technique or or a type of theme that basically relies on what would be called a parent theme to get most of its uh, sort of structure and style from. So a child child theme is typically a modification of another theme, uh, but it's also been used in the past couple of years as sort of a, I would call it probably a marketing or a sales technique with a lot of theme frameworks out there um, that, uh, you know, you, you sort of get your framework theme or your, your parent theme, and then you buy sort of the designs that go along with them. Anyway, so he was talking sure. about child themes and frameworks and how to choose between what's available. And it was, it's kind of one of those, cause I, I've, I've done a talk like it in the past, uh, um, and I've always found, and I'd be curious, uh, I'll have to email him and see what his thoughts are on it, but it, it feels like it kind of falls into that middle ground between user and developer talks. Like it, it kind of is something yeah. that you wouldn't want to talk to, you know, users or beginners or whatever about it. And when it gets to developers, I, I it felt like, you know, especially talking to throughout the day, the developers are there, everybody kind of had a, a workflow in place. And so it's it's one of those tough things where it would probably it would probably ideally be in sort of that third middle track, but it was still I mean uh, generated some interesting questions, um, or at least seemed interesting to to the people that were there. They were into it, and uh, you know I think nailed all of the important points when it comes to picking um, you know the right framework to use. Even though his was kind of focused on you know obviously development purposes and not. Um, you know, it wasn't really for users, but it was a good it was a good session about themes, nonetheless. Yeah, anybody that didn't know what a child theme was, there was a, a good bit of the portion where you, he tried to kind of explain that. So, and and why you would want to use one, and and what it makes simpler, and and not. It, it did seem uh, a couple of people brought up. I mean, there are some themes that uh, I, I, that's the one thing I would probably take issue with him on, or not issue, but I would disagree with him on. He tends to kind of lump all sorts of potentially parent themes or. Um, potentially framework themes is kind of calls them all framework themes. Whereas there are some themes that, and I've got an article up on the site that kind of breaks down frameworks into uh, what would be considered sort of a starter theme or an options theme. And a starter theme I tend to think about as, as something that is basically just a set of files. Like there's the sandbox theme. Uh, there's um, thematic. Starkers. Starkers is a good one. Uh, and, and all of those themes are basically just a collection of files that you're going to, you know, put your code on top of, or you might even just start from that and not make a child theme. It might just become its own theme. Uh, whereas on the other hand, there are options themes, which uh, things like um, what's the uh, uh, canvas for Moo themes, I would call an options theme. It still kind of falls in that category of framework themes, but it's really more for options. I would say Genesis. Yeah, Genesis. Probably more of an options theme. Thesis, definitely an options theme. Uh, and a number of these were mentioned in the talk, and it's it's just one of those sort of nuances where if you kind of expect all of the themes to behave the same way, that's not necessarily going to be the case. So, right. Uh, relatively minor, probably in the scheme of things. It was, it was more about kind of weighing the pros and cons of each one. But uh, that was, I think as far as themes go, that was probably the biggest one that I sat in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I've uh, created a child theme before once or twice. I really, really like the idea of it. Um, just for me, a lot of the tweaks that I've had to make, um, I'm actually going to alter like the functions file because with a with a child theme, the style sheet actually is called after the the parent theme style sheet, so you can easily override what you know has ha happened before it. Uh, but for something like using like the, the Yoast uh, the Yoast uh, SEO plugin, you actually have to alter the functions file. Um, you know, to change the way it calls the, uh, you know, w, or the head uh, tag, uh, I guess the title tag in the header, um, whereas, you know, for anything other than the style, it's, you know, what, what you put in the child theme is actually replacing what's in the parent theme, not combining with it. So um, uh, I've tried to use child themes, but for th something that's more, uh, more in-depth altering, I've just basically, you know, forked from the theme and never been able to upgrade ever again. Yeah, I I, uh, I just recently started using child themes uh, for my artist's uh, record label website stuff because I like to keep every single artist's um, 
I like to keep the structure of all all the art, different artists uh, sites the exact same, but maybe just change colors, uh, change just little kind of like CSS details um, across the board, or but just individually be able to do it for each site or whatever. But um, the general the general themes are all the same, uh, so I can keep the branding the same. So that's how I use it. And I haven't had too many problems just because I don't I don't change much other than like the content that goes up there. So for what I do, it, it works out pretty nice. Um, and you're you're basing off 2011, right? 20, 2011, yeah. So just 2011 as a parent theme, and then and, and I feel like definitely something as well thought out as 2011 is going to be a whole lot more, um, you know, thought well thought through as far as being able to make a child theme out of it. Um, whereas you know, whereas you know, the, the some of the themes I've been using, they've just is meant to be its own theme, and I'm kind of you know breaking their mold, so to speak, to be able to to make a child theme out of it or you make a child theme on top of it. Right. And, and that's the, I don't know. I think some of the terminology or some of the talk around child themes gets muddied a little bit because I think the intent of child themes when they were introduced to WordPress or the ability was to kind of do what, what you guys are talking about, which is make a modification to an existing theme and really what's been used, uh, since then or what has kind of become the common use is that that's sort of your primary theme, you know, that you have a set of shared files and then the theme that you're, you're using or you're buying uh, from, you know, one of any number of different shops that sell themes this way, that is your theme, which makes it, it makes it more difficult to, to modify in that sense. So, I mean, that, I think that's kind of the downside to. That's that's true. Cause I mean, when I was at uh, WordCamp uh, Atlanta, um, sat through a talk and somebody brought up the idea of um, grandchild themes because they were had using Genesis or one of the other commercial frameworks get, had purchased a child theme on top of it but also wanted to be able to update the child theme that they purchased so they wanted to create a child theme on top of that child theme yeah. and you know one of the WordPress uh, you know core developers that was kind of there just kind of rolled his eyes and <laughs> kind of laughed a little bit and said, well, I guess it works that way. That's not how we designed it. So good luck. Yeah, exactly. That's terrifying to have like 19 (laughs) different. uh, Right. I mean, where does it stop? Great, great, great grandchild themes. No, thanks. So aside from, uh, I mean, we also, we mentioned the the one bar we went to. What was it? Was it called Patterson House? Okay, that is not a bar. That is a prohibition-styled saloon, as Thank far as you. I'm concerned. <laughs> Thank that you. thing, that place is the staple of Nashville, as far as as far as drinks go. So, handcrafted, um, just it was fantastic. Giant ice cubes, I, yeah, yeah. No, I had a uh, I had a great time there. Just just since we're mentioning the the place, I need to get we need to have some sort sure. of like a a map on the site where we can pin these locations we recommend for people going to these word camps and stuff. Cause honestly, word camp yeah, Nashville awesome. next year that, I mean, that should be the, it's a must. Party. Like we should, we well, should just get the whole place to go there. But I wouldn't put that on like, people. My drinks, 12, my drinks, $12. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put that on people. <laughs> yeah. That, that wouldn't be acceptable. Uh, what, 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 just, what's that? Thinking back to, uh, uh, to Grand Rapids, we went to a place for lunch it was like a famous uh, hot dog stand. Mm, yeah. but the, the, their walls were decorated with like pe- pictures of people wearing their uh, their gear all over the world. You know, Iraq. Even a picture of like uh, Obama wearing a, a ball cap from that place. Oh right. We, we should get like people. Uh, you know, uh, put pictures on the site about people wearing WP candy gear all over the world. I like that. I like that. The goal is to. It's almost like the, what was the Colbert thing. The goal is to get the most famous people possible wearing them. You know, he did that yeah. with the with the wristband. Uh, <laughs> so it's the same sort of thing. Just in other, it, that would be less, you know, wearing the shirt places and more wear your shirt someplace and then take it off and give it to somebody that's more popular than you are. There you go. What, what if WordCamp Nashville actually footed the bill at the Patterson House? Then oh, see, that would be crazy. I think that's, every, I, well, first it of all, won't happen. And you know what? Maybe a ten thousand dollar tab just on that. And I don't. And I don't want. I don't want it to happen because that place is best enjoyed with a small group. I will never tell anyone how to get there. I will just say, if you want to go, you have to go with me, and you get lost on the way there because that's what will happen. We had quite the adventure, kind of, uh, kind of finding places because there was a good amount of construction on Twenty Four down in Nashville. So, yes, indeed, that was that was something. 
but I mean, honestly, even just driving through Nashville to go to uh, other things down south, I will be stopping off in the future. Yes, so that that is what yeah. we did this weekend. Uh, there's, there's well, a, it, go ahead. I was going to say we, there was a lot of good conversation at the after party. They, you know, I, th- I felt like WordCamp Nashville did a really good job. They 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 put the whole thing together on a shoestring budget. It was their first WordCamp, and uh, yeah, I mean, Wi-Fi worked. I mean, I've been to WordCamps where Wi-Fi doesn't even work. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, they they nailed it on a lot of those points. Absolutely. So, and it was it was my first time actually meeting uh, uh, Andrew Nason. So he oh, was right. quite the quite the character. Uh, and then there were some other people that were pretty phenomenal as well. But oh, and I'm supposed to say since uh, uh, since J Trip will be will be handing over notes on this show to Nason, that's something J Trip that you should pass along to him to let him know that yeah. we made note yep. of of him. In the in the podcast, just so he knows. And we all, we also established that uh, Otto is a direct uh, twin of Tim Curry from uh, what was the uh, oh gosh, what was the movie? What's, he, what's movie. he? Well, I mean, I know what I know him from. Rocky wasn't it the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I, I believe he is in that. What I know him from, which is much lamer, is like the hotel manager in Home Alone Two. That was probably the first. <laughs> oh right? yeah, that guy. That yeah. is Otto. Tim Curry, if you get oh man, Otto is spot on him. Give so, Otto a little bit thicker goatee and mustache, mm-hmm. and it is over. So we're <laughs> someone. Someone needs to get put a side by side of those yeah. two. That's gonna be. We need to make that happen this week. I forgot about that. But yeah, had a blast with Nathan and Otto. Had a blast with everybody. It was a good meeting everybody, and uh, looking forward to doing it next year, maybe. Indeed. Let's talk about some themes, though. Let's talk about themes now. You know what? At the 20 minute mark, the first themes I want to talk about is I want to thank monsterthemes.com for sponsoring uh, this particular episode of the weekly theme show. Um, and we mentioned them uh, once last week. Uh, I've dug a bit more into their themes since then. Um, and the, well, first of all, I want to say that, that Monster Themes is impressive in the sense that all their themes are responsive. And I say that because it's been something I've been spending time on for. I would say, I mean, on and off for a while, but really the last few days a lot more. And it's something that is an effort. <laughs> it, it is work. And, it, and I think it's, uh, you're seeing, we're seeing a lot more themes uh, go this route lately, but Monster Themes, all of their, their available themes are responsive, which I think is great. And my eye is drawn. Hmm? I was going to say that's a big seller for a Absolutely. lot of people. Nowadays. No, you have to think mobile. I mean, you're, just, you're, you're crazy not to. And I'm crazy to have been neglecting it for so long. I'm I, I was person. actually defriending you in real life. Yes. Yeah, there is a button for that, just in case you weren't aware. Uh, but I'm also uh, there. I'd say probably the theme that draws my eye the most is their edition theme, which is it's oh. probably because it's red and bold. Uh, but it's also because I've been thinking a lot about, you know, news site designs, um, and there's a sort of a, it's it's sort of a, a nice mix between, you know, sort of a, a heavy heavy information site and uh, still kind of bloggy. So it's not too overwhelming. I mean, w- one problem with a lot of magazine or really heavy news type themes is that it can get quickly way too overwhelming. In addition, it's that nice blend between the two. Whereas if I wasn't, you know, uh, all about kind of making my own custom themes, edition would be at least something to consider for like a WP Candy style, you know. It's it's a good look, is what I'm saying. Uh, so I would say check that out if you haven't yet. But MonsterThemes.com, they're also running a, a discount, $22 a year membership uh, for their themes. That's MonsterThemes.com. Uh, yes, I will drop it into the chat room. I see the chat room asked here. And um, yeah, thanks, thanks again to them for sponsoring the show. Now, there is one theme to kind of go from a positive theme experience to maybe not so positive an experience. Well, and what's upsetting to me is that it has to, for whatever reason, carry on the the lineage of my last name. Yes. So this was not a theme that, and I don't know, uh, did either of you know about this before uh, prepping for this show? I I didn't know about it until WordCamp Nashville when it... uh, Jones, did you know about it? No, um, okay. just point out that it's, well, we haven't said the name yet, have we? No, uh, it, the name of the theme is Weaver, uh, actually Weaver 2, um, uh, because I believe it's been updated, and that's the one that we've kind of been looking at. Uh, but it, it came up uh, in a conversation at Nashville as a theme with a crazy, just insane number of theme options, and it could be the what? most that I've ever seen. 
before. Jones, you got to put those pictures together. You got Photoshop on that computer. Come on now. Side by side, those things. I'll work on it. Give me a minute. But no, I'm actually. No, hold on. Side by side those and then tweet them now at auto. As soon as you do it, he'll love it. I'll work on it right now. But back to Weaver 2. I like the thing. Sure. It's uh, uh, yeah, you are stuck in the '80s, the early '90s <laughs> and late '80s, Jones. Okay, well, he, he, hear me out. Yeah, uh, that, that has a lot of the same functionality of. Well, I'll just say it because uh, I bought it and used it, and I like it. Um, uh, photocrity or photocrati? I forget what it's. Photocrity. You know, there you go. Photocrati. <laughs> okay, I, I I deployed that. It was eighty bucks for this theme, and I I deployed it for. Um, some friends of ours that run a photography um, business, mm-hmm. and it's, it's simple enough for them to go in and fiddle with it. These are people that are used to using, you know, Facebook style, um, you know, being able to want, if they want to go in and change their background or they want to add pictures. It's a lot more of a better graphic interface. Uh, whereas, yeah, I mean, I, I know you're about to talk about how many options there are and how they're they probably don't need to be there. Um, Whereas somebody like you or I or any of the three of us that have been at this for you know a period of years are going to know where to go in um, and change those things in the CSS or or wherever, but there's such a big barrier to entry for you know, most users they never try. Um, so yeah, it's, it's probably slow because you're loading all those database calls. You're ten pages loaded, and it's, it's probably generally a really terrible, terrible thing for the web, but it, it works. And it's it's one more easy bridge to get people away from, you know, a uh, uh, you know a crappier site. Now, and I didn't. I, yes, so I'm waiting I, for all the positives. Well, I don't wait for the positives. <laughs> well, hold on, I didn't. I didn't want to like necessarily set the stage as a negative because I think that what's okay. interesting to talk about this theme is, you know, good or bad, it has exceedingly more options than the average theme. But as far Agreed. as just as far as the look of it, I mean, you know, and you can you know either preview it or I don't know if you guys are playing with installs right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even just in the in the context of the the new themes that we looked at last week, it's not bad. It is a, it's a very traditional looking theme, but in the sense that it's built to sort of be highly customized, I think well, it looks it, fine. I mean, it seems to be pretty well coded. Um, it, it's not any it doesn't add its own like giant menu button or anything. It's kind of uses the under the appearance menu, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we mentioned yet that it's available free in the dot org directory. Right, right, it's on WordPress.org. Yep, I'll link it up in the uh, show notes. If uh, so, well, whether or not philosophically you agree with the, what what it is, I don't think there's a lot of I don't think there's a lot out there um, on the dot org directory that's as well thought out and as well developed as this. So I'll, I'll give it that much. Uh, yeah, and I'll give you the same. The, you know, I like that the fact that the admin link isn't button isn't its own individual thing. Sure. I I, I like that there's options that you can you know. Uh, but I think the 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 negative of this theme is is one that if it, it's very much basically 2010, uh, with a trillion options, uh, CSS yeah. options. Um, yeah. And the should, fact that yeah, go sorry. ahead. I, I was just gonna say we should kind of put it in context here when we say so many options, right? We should. Uh, let me. Yeah, they're they're legitimately mostly css options um and i felt i feel like and 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 they're they're now that i'm actually thinking about this i I, i'm not thinking it as negatively because there's a difference between somebody like myself who's a user mainly that is going to go in and change the css and stuff like that in the actual documentation like in the editor Mm -hmm. versus somebody who has no connection to the editor and wants to just do it within the theme and so for that the advanced user that doesn't have uh you know an editor uh and doesn't want to change it that way can do it built into the theme so that's a plus sure but i understand why you know there is a negative to having so many themes because now you're giving people the option to one mix and match colors that are absolutely horrendous together (laughs) um and that's a that's a personal preference style issue but i just feel like there's a difference between giving someone, you know, giving someone in the world and letting them destroy. Like, ultimately, bad colors can can ruin any theme, and bad CSS can ruin any theme, whether it's coded well or not. Sure. And so, it, the other negative to me was that you know you made this theme that you call Weaver, and then you give me uh, an option to then basically install 2010 as a, like that's that's one of the templates. Basically. Sure, sure, it's it's and, um like the so the why child- not just give the pr- the yeah. child themes that you can install on top of Weaver, yeah. basically. Uh, gotcha. So, so yeah. 
Which it's, I mean, that's, not, that's another thing. They do have you know a big library, or or I'd say more than most themes of child themes that are based on it. So I mean, and this is and keep in mind too that this is a, a popular theme. Lots of people use it. Right, uh, and it's in my opinion, it's basically 2010. It's basically 2010 with a whole bunch of child themes built built for it and a lot of customization. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have so we have uh, really the the main. <laughs> The main options are under the main options tab. So this is, it, it comes with a an options screen that's under the appearance menu where it should be uh, that is that is a, a tabbed interface. So it's broken down. It's basically two layers of tabs uh, where you have sort of a top layer with uh, looks like eight or nine different tabs of of options and and some help text is in there as well. And then within the main options tab are another looks like ten or eleven tabs which break it down. So I'm working on like during the pre-show because I knew we would be talking about this. I started making and I'll post it with the, with the show notes, um, you know, an extended screenshot of basically all the options that are available within the theme. Uh, I'm excited for that. Actually, it's, it's really big uh, so far. Um, And it it is just uh, like, it basically turns an option into kind of basically every sort of nook and cranny of customizable space that you could have within a theme instead of learning CSS. And, yeah, well, I mean, plus there's like 20 different registered side or widget areas. Um, so that's a, a little confusing, I think. Um, but I mean, they've included things like, uh, for Facebook markup or what do they call that? Um, open graph stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, things that you, you could take care of with the plugin. Um, and, uh, what else do they have here that I liked? Open options. Um, just, aha. Um, they basically try to take care of a lot of things that you could do with plugins, which is good and bad. Uh, like I talked about before, I don't like um, uh, relying on on a theme functions for things like Open Graph or SEO type stuff because at some point, whether that's a, a month from now, a year from now, or or, or four years from now, you're probably going to change your theme to something different and to to lose kind of all that type of content from a theme switch. I, I don't like that idea. I want to be able to. You know, rely on a, on a SEO plugin that I know is probably going to be de- developed long term. Um, you know, updated for security type stuff. Whereas if this theme stops being developed and there's a security flaw that's, that's found, um, I'm kind of SOL for my entire site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, and I absolutely agree with you. I think we we share the same opinion on that. I mean, I just don't think an, anyone that knows how to code and do CSS and PHP or whatever. They're not going to use this theme. Oh, c- certainly not. I mean, the I think the the main audience for this theme, uh, which is why I think it it misses the mark for uh, well two two thirds of us, is that the the main audience for this theme are people who are not comfortable or or are not interested in uh, tweaking sure. and making CSS to customize a theme, and they want a theme that gives them the ability to do all of that. And then they're going to turn around. Maybe they're going to use it for themselves, or they might be setting up for friends. Or, I mean. God forbid clients, but that is it's certainly a possibility, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like it's like this theme is like the crutch for mm-hmm. encouraging people to not learn to code, right? Because like if you're at this point where you want to do these many changes, you yeah. might just want to just learn it. But, yeah, but, but think about someone like my dad. I set up yeah. a site for him, you know, and, and I think I know Ryan. You and I have experienced this with at least one client from years ago. Uh-huh. You get to the end of a project, and you're like, the site's great, but I want to change all of the colors. <laughs> <laughs> So and that's when your dad's going to call you and you're going to be like, sure, dad, I'll fix this for you. Yeah, but I don't want to have to return that phone call. Sure. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's, and that's, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's the author of, of Weaver has said that everything that is a part of this, everything that is an option was put there by user request. Sure. You know, every last one of them. So I think. Yeah. And, and every developer knows, I'm kind of siding with developers here. Every uh-huh. developer knows that most of those requests are ridiculous. Well, it's. I think it's a. Yeah, it's it's one approach to the problem. I mean, you know, typically when you're when you're working on a uh, really any sort of project, any sort of of thing that you're either creating or or what uh, I guess creating would be the better or writing, assembling. Um, you, you hear it said a lot: decisions over options. You know, uh, if ever you can make a decision and not have to include an option for someone, a, a checkbox. You know, this is this is a core WordPress philosophy. If you can make a decision yeah. for someone to that will cover sort of the eighty percent of users, do that because it's going to make for a better experience. And 
This is, I'm not saying wrong or right, but this is the inverse of that. This is if ever a decision can be sort of backed into being an option, uh, yeah. do that, you know, give people more options. And uh, I mean, just keep, you know, think about this, this theme and this, and this, this is where it gets into sort of theme theory, right? Right. What is the ideal or the best way to put together a theme? This theme has more options than WordPress has options. I, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> well, I mean, Ooh. I was, I was just laughing because I just discovered the, uh, the mobile options tab, um, where it looks like it says pro version and it's all grayed out. So it, it must be like a lot of, uh, good themes that are on the .org directory is a pro version available. Yes. Um, but I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, there, there's entire, there's literally there's nothing several, that he hasn't thought of as well, far as what there's could several be an extra plug, option. There's several plugins that, that do nothing but mobile. And I, I know, I mean, I've been with that plugin for quite, quite a few years and gone through all the development of it. I mean, unless there's like a whole, touch. Yeah, yeah, that one. There's one other one that I'm trying to think of. Uh, K- uh, Carrington. Oh, the Mobile. Carrington Mobile. Sure. Yeah, both of those I've played with over the course of the last few years, and, and it's just knowing how well most of those have improved. Unless they have an entire team of developers working on this, there's no way all these things can be done well. Sure. I just wish they would have I- integrated those plugins in here better. Like, oh, you want to activate a mobile site? Click here. I'm going to go, go download WP Touch, install it for right, you. Right. And, and go from there. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's where I think it's probably more worthwhile to uh, kind of rather than just saying that has too many options. It's more about what are smart options. You know, at what point are you making options where there's a better kind of piece of software that should take care of that issue? And in this case, I mean, there could be a lot of other software <laughs> taking care of this issue or of any of these issues because there's obviously a lot of stuff to to modify in here. But anyway, that. You know, anybody who listens to this who hasn't yet seen uh, Weaver 2 or, or the original Weaver, uh, check it out. I mean, uh, it's, you know, for what it does, like, I mean, it's it, free. I mean, yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, and it, it's really just, I mean, I, I like poking around at it because it's it's very different than a lot of other themes out there, which could be the reason why. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> the, and and it's the got my of, last name, so come on. Yeah, well, yeah, you have to use it now. I I now I've already installed and transformed all my sites to Weaver 2. <laughs> this I, whole time that's what I've been doing. You know, it's kind of you have to keep in mind that it's it's sort of like um the what was it the most popular movie in the country a couple weeks ago was that uh Stooges movie? There's no way that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. Oh, that that was the thing. That was the thing that week. And so almost on that same level I'm not calling Weaver 2 the Stooges of themes, but Yes, you are. Uh but there's a real possibility that we could just be the people wrong in all these situations. That this Weaver Two is what people want. Three Stooges movie is what people want. We don't know what people want. We just know what we like. Apparently, I'm not a person because that's not what I want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fine. I, God. <laughs> yeah. I I I can't I can't say all the things. I mean, I can say that all the things I want to say, but it it doesn't. It's there's to me there's more cons than than pros and I think that's kind of the general outlook and and if you talk to like you know people that work on WordPress it's like like you said you know give people too many options and then and then the experience goes bad mm-hmm. you know because oh wow I got to switch tabs now because I just changed this to black and okay what's black I got to save preview like think about if the new theme customer or theme customizer uh, that's going to be coming out had all these options. That's an excellent point. Think, yeah, think about this in the context of what's coming in 3.4. I mean, I guess the the natural evolution would be for the Weaver options to uh, be added to that, right? I mean, right. uh, If there was that many options, I would almost be okay with it if it was built into kind of the WordPress framework they're going towards. If you think, if you think about it, if you were to break down the color wheel into theme options, that's you would create this many options, Mm -hmm. like. Uh, so if the theme customizer did all this stuff, like essentially they're building something in 3.4 that's going to basically give people the same type of options control as what's in Weaver 2. Or almost. potentially, potentially a lot the same. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, well, I mean, right. Well, I mean, the, the theme author has to build that functionality. Right, in, right. Right. They have to. Well, I mean, they can, uh, as long as the options in the theme are put together properly. Which, since Weaver 2 is in the the .org directory, I'm confident that it is because it went through the review review process. Uh, yeah. I believe that they all will just sort of show up there, uh, although there might be uh, a couple lines of, of um, sort of integration code that have to be dropped in. But I'm not – I mean all that stuff is still 
I think you know, they said to that. Be documented. Somebody said that. This, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. That literally the, everything that's on WordPress.org will have it, and it'll be able to use it seamlessly. Almost. Yeah, they've developed it so that it should be, uh, you know, almost entirely backwards compatible with with themes. As long, you know, for the most part, there might be some weird outliers, but yeah. So we'll have to make a note in a few weeks to come back and check this one out. Uh, Nick, you have to run, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it's not a huge deal. We okay. can kind of chat, and I can kind of try to hang with with you guys. And because I know we've got a couple more in things. The next few minutes. Yeah, we've got a couple more things uh, that we wanted to touch on. And since we're, I can multitask, so it's it's all good. I'm I can run on my computer. I can run multiple programs and not have to worry about it messing things up. So we should be good. Cool, cool. Uh, in addition to MonsterThemes.com this week, I want to thank Josh Kolbach and ThirstyAffiliates.com for sponsoring the episode. And Thirsty Affiliates uh, is a plugin. It's a commercial plugin. And let me drop the link into the chat for people. Bah, there we go. Um, it's a commercial plugin or a paid plugin uh, that you can use for creating and then tracking affiliate links. So if you are linking to or technically any sort of links at all, uh, but it's designed for affiliates. So you want to um, you know, so you'll create shortened links within the plugin and then it'll handle the redirects properly and save all of the, the tracking information. And then it will give you uh, information on who clicked them and how effective those links were. So thirstyaffiliates.com. They're also running a 30% off discount right now, uh, which I'll put in the show notes, but it's at thirstyaffiliates.com slash discount. So we appreciate their support of the weekly theme show. Bloop. Jones, you Thank had you. some, you had some experiences this week. Yeah, um, uh, probably the easiest one to talk about uh, was when it's going through your plugin discussion, mm -hmm. uh, or, or when I was sitting in your plugin uh, talk at uh, Grand Rapids. You um, ran across uh, WP Page Navi, um, basically just a, an easier way to handle, um, like on archive pages in WordPress, handle pagination. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the theme I was using had just like a text link that said previous and next. Um, I just really, really didn't like the way it was laid out, and I thought it was confusing. Um, just drop in, um, you know, activate that plugin, and um, you know, drop in one line of code into the theme, and it basically handles uh, the previous and next, and you know, will even kind of Google style if you have you know, multiple multiple pages, list them all at the bottom so you can get between the different pages. Um, that was really cool. It saved, I think I was actually planning on, on paying a developer to kind of fix that part of the theme I thought was broken. Um, and even on top of that particular plugin, there's even actually another plugin to run alongside it um, that will has a bunch of built-in uh, custom styles for it. Oh, really? I think there was like 30 different skins that sit on, that sit on top of it um, to make it. I found one that fit my theme better than the default one. Which again, um, if I was you know, a better designer and, and knew how to code better, I would probably just go ahead and alter the style sheet or copy their styles into my style sheet mm -hmm. and, and, and be able to you know, reassign the colors and, and make it look right. But um, I'm not that good, and this is, I'm not getting paid for this project, so I didn't really care enough to figure it out. Sure. Um, so granted, I'm running another um, yet another plugin, which we've talked about before. As long as the plugins are coded properly, it shouldn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's another reference to actually two more style sheets because uh, there's the base style and, and then the one that the, the second plugin adds, mm -hmm. um, which kind of leads me down to my next discussion. Um, at WordPress or at WordCamp Atlanta, um, I was sitting in a hosting discussion, and they basically at that point said, you know, you know, well, we dare you, you know, run your site on our hosting and, and run the the, the pingdom test, mm -hmm. where, which kind of um, shows you from start to finish how long it takes to load. Um, you know your site and what what calls are being generated and how many HTTP requests and from from start to finish where where how long it takes. Um, I started out I think at nine point three seconds. Now, now granted, I'm running a shared host. Sure. And uh, it's, it's not a great, it's not a giant site, um, but yeah, that's that's a long time. That's um, absolutely yeah. There was well, like wasn't it you Ryan that said that you're. When you did yours this weekend, it was like 20-some seconds. Oh, it was crazy. It was actually, I found out and fixed it yesterday morning. Uh, it was a hosting issue. It was a server ah. update that uh, hadn't been applied properly. And, and once that got fixed, it was back down to you know five or six seconds, which then I obsessed for a couple hours making it. Uh, now, 
you you know if you go test it, uh, it should be about two or three seconds. But anyway, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, this is exactly. I mean, um, I downloaded uh, W3 Total Cache because that's the, the biggest one out there as far as database caching, and also um, using the, the Minify settings where mm-hmm. it basically um, goes through and and, and uh, oh, I guess what, what's the word I'm looking for? But basically, loads all the style sheets and eliminates all of the. Uh, you know, duplicates. So if, if there's several different things that's being overridden, mm-hmm. it'll only output the, the most, the one that really matters and, and it's only one file. So you limit those HTTP requests. Um, so I fiddled with that for, for quite some time. And, uh, I'm taking them down around like 3.4 seconds now or something. Nice. Um, on a, on a shared host, I think it's pretty significant. Absolutely. Um, and, and I mean, just, just things like, you know, making it so, making it easier for the browser to cache. Uh, large background files because I think on, on first visit um, there's like you know 1.5 megabytes of, of data on that first transfer mm-hmm. um, and according again according to Pingdom um, it wasn't properly set to have the browser cache those background files every time ah uh, so uh, that's the thing that's, that's a lot of transfer I mean I, I guess you know in, if it was a lot of traffic on my site that would be a whole lot of uh, you know, bandwidth I'd be paying for. Unnecessarily, you know, for every megabyte background file for every time the stupid page loads, but, um, but yeah, um, definitely got a chance to uh, play with W3 Total Cache. Um, I, 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 um, very much like that. Um, I'm still yeah, kind of I mean, breaking I've, it in. I think I've had it installed for a while. I just have never really kind of messed with it. Well, and there definitely is. What do you um, like about it? Well, honestly, the, the speed and just it makes it a lot easier to change, um, some of the, the, the things like um, basically on, on the browser side of things, how to get it to cache things properly, and again, things that probably could be set up a lot better if the theme was coded better. Um, but yeah, you know, okay. it's not not uh, an option for me. Yeah, you deal with what you can. Well, I'm pretty excited for you to walk me through that then, because I I think I've had it installed for a while. I've just never kind of m- messed with it or manipulated it really. And I think it's gone through a lot of different iterations of change, and even at the at the meetup we were, when you brought it up. People were saying, "Oh, you don't don't ever install it on a shared host. They're going to come burn your house down if you install it on a shared host." <laughs> um, well, yeah, but there's definitely there's a, a couple setup guides. I think even uh, Syed over at WP Beginner has a, a good um, guide that he just updated that kind of tells you, okay, if, if you know you're probably running on a shared host, here's what you turn on, here's what you shouldn't ever turn on because uh, we'll, we'll slow things down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the only problem I'm having so far is I have the CSS minified where I'm only downloading one CSS file now. Um, but now I'm working on the JavaScript calls and there's, there's a conflict somewhere. So I, I'm still downloading, I think 12 JavaScript files yes. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that are added by different plugins. Uh, but as soon as I try to minify it, it breaks like the, the rotator on the J, uh, jQuery on the front page. So obviously something's not right. Right, and it's not taking more time. time to trouble. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a very simple fix for it, or you know, change the order that they're minified in, or, or called in, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I spent two or three hours with it, got to the point where it was at like under four seconds, and I figured, you know what, that's better than it was. So, oh yeah, uh, d- wiped the dust from my sandals and walked away. Yeah, no, at that point you have to think about it more in terms of you cut the speed or, or you cut the, the the download time in half. You know, yeah. before going to the site or the I guess the um page load time in half. So that's that's really more important than even just getting it to four seconds is, is killing that much off of it. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think there's no one on the planet that would complain about that. No, no. Um, Especially the user, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the the I would say aside from, from using just sort of basic caching uh, or using a caching plugin like Total Cache, which is, is that's the one I use as well, uh, the other um, sort of biggest... I said help or or big uh, speed jump that I got was uh, setting up a Mac CDN account. Finally, uh, I did that ah. a few months back, and um, using that to serve up uh, static files on the site uh, definitely helped page load times quite a bit. Well, the, the what uh, use a plugin to kind of manage that or? Uh, well, there's a Total Cache will interface with it. Right, that's as I was kind of alluding to. That's gotcha. the other thing that Total Cache does, uh, aside from. Database caching and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll um, you know handle the CDN redirection and right. minify. And the only thing I have to say negative about it is 
Um, I definitely wouldn't, if you're developing a site, I wouldn't even bother messing with it until you're almost completely done and, you know, have launched. Um, because since that time, I, after I'd enabled that and got that going, then I tried to mess with, you know, the, um, uh, page navy plugin. And then every time that I would make a change to the style or whatever, I'd have to go back in and, you know, flush the page cache and, and, and reload everything. Um, otherwise it would have still been cached because the, you know, that plugin didn't know about the other one that was running. Um, the, the, the granted that they have like in the admin bar, if like you're looking at the front page, you know, the front view of the site, um, they have a drop down in the front. I think it's called, you know, uh, performance. Um, so it's, you don't have to go back into the dashboard to, to flush the cache, but it's just one more thing to remember. Like, ah, why didn't that change? I swear to God, I just saved that and re-uploaded that file, that style sheet. <laughs> No, that's right. It's, it's, it's my, my browser cached it. Right. Got to got to add the uh, add another step in the workflow there. Yeah. Which I guess in, there are options to turn it off for logged in users and, and different stuff like that. But it's just it's something to think about. You know, learning how to work with it once it's live. Absolutely. And I and I, and I would say to people the same kind of thing that uh, I said when it came up in Grand Rapids, which is. If you're trying to fight with caching on a shared host, you know, you're probably having an issue with speed and there are, you know, faster ways to fix that problem than trying to stack more plugins to fix it. You know, at a certain point, if you're having trouble with speed, then you could probably uh, upgrade your host. You know, some right. well, the people that were there, you know, were talking about just the most basic, you know, $5 a month, $7 a month shared hosting accounts. And I, I don't think you can really have something like that and then also be concerned about speed. <laughs> Because it's up. Because, I mean, it, it really just depends. I mean, if you have any sort of activity at all, it's probably time to to update. Because, you know, the, there's really there's nothing uh, sort of inherently more painful about a slightly higher uh, hosting bill. It's just a matter of doing it and having right. it, and then and then that'll be at least a start in the right direction. Then you have more uh, more control. Uh, again, it kind of just depends on what you know. If, if your site is your business, or if that's a very big part of your advertising, you know. Thirty bucks to fifty bucks a month for for, for website hosting shouldn't be an issue at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and put things in perspective. Um, I mean, I think it, you know I'm responsible for advertising in my full time job, um, and I I'm in two different like you know phone book ads, and it's somewhere in the neighborhood of forty to fifty bucks a month for each of them. Sure. Uh, so it's just kind of a mental shift to to think about the fact. Oh, God, thirty bucks a month for 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 X hosting company. That's stupid. I can you know they've been paying. You know, eight bucks a month or seven bucks a month for the last five years. What's what's so bad about that? Um, but you know, again, you're you're paying for the perks of you know backup and security and, and somebody that'll it'll actually answer a phone call and, and know what you're talking about when you say WordPress and it speaks English. Um, <laughs> well, there's yeah, there's a lot of benefits to. I mean, people. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to <laughs> a a proper word. WordPress host, I mean, if you go that route or even just another hosting thing uh, that is a little bit better. Like I use VPS.net. I know a lot of people use, uh, oh, well, I mean, there's all the WordPress hosts, obviously, that are available, but then there are other sort of just kind of stock. Um, what, Ryan, what, what was the what was the big hint that like Otto and Nason were saying? It was the, because uh, they were talking about getting onto a host that had the a certain type of, uh, gosh, what was it? I can't even remember now. You know what I'm talking about? No, a certain type of like crap. It's like the way that that it like communicated with the database or something was like hmm. start with a P. Oh, oh, you're talking. Well, you, you, they're talking about talking about uh, something having, different now. Well, they're yeah, they were they were talking about having uh, persistent caching in place. Yeah, so persistent if caching. You're, yeah, and and if you're in a in a hosting environment that's going to make that tough, which you know some shared hosting environments, you know, it's it's almost kind of defeats the purpose. Um, but I mean, basically, they said if you don't have persistent caching. Uh, which total cash will help you do? Uh, then you're, you know, you're crazy. You know, is, that, yeah. is, that, is that disk caching? Is that uh, well, I mean, and I don't, I don't remember specifically what they're referencing when they're talking about persistent caching. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's disk caching. There's the browser caching. There's the database, ca- the, the 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 queries that can be cached. I mean, there's. I think they were talking about caching queries at the time for yeah. so PHP, and now we're like really going down that rabbit hole. But yeah, I mean, if if you're not caching all the things. All the things you have that could be cached, uh, and if you don't know what the yeah. stuff means, then look it up and, and make your site better. But, um, sure. uh, yeah, okay. So, 
Total Cash. I'll link up the tied, yeah. I'll link up the WP Beginner post. <laughs> that, um, that tied into the Total ca- Total Cash. I yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. You're fine. And I think I uh, you might have dropped out for a second because I I had your channel muted because I think you were talking off mic, so that you might have been a blip in and out that time. Anyway, why would you do see. that to me? I apologize for. <laughs> being so well, I know you're you're kind of getting your stuff together. I'm, like, I'm juggling. I'm juggling right now. Let's you're multitasking. That. That's allowed. Yes. Yes. Cool. Did, well, uh, Jones, did you have another theme you wanted to talk about, or? Well, we're actually. I mean, we're getting up we towards, toward, time? towards an hour. I don't really want to go over it if we can help it. Um, okay. Well, well, I've got something else that wouldn't take quite as long as another okay. theme. Okay. Um, I don't know. Just I'm just reflecting on um, certain plugins you can you know download and just install, and it's going to go in and figure out how to change your theme and, and make it work. Um, whereas something like I, I was talked about before, um, like the Yoast SEO plugin, uh, for it to work properly, um, you're going to have to go into your, your theme, your active theme, and like change the call to you know the the title, uh, the HTML title, to make that rewrite work properly. Now, I, I think you know the Yoast plugin is actually a way that you can go through and change that for you, but it slows down the page load time. It you know, re- rewrites it. Um, but my experience with doing that is the, the, one of the themes I'm using right now is um, they they were trying to do their own SEO type stuff. So in the theme functions file, unbeknownst to me, it was like filtering the WordPress output. So okay, so I changed it the way I was supposed to in like in the you know header.php file and and and, and did what I thought I was supposed to do. But then you know I would you know reactivate the theme and, and change over to the front side look at it and I was getting an internal server error. Um, like, you know, what is what is going on here until I finally thought to look at the functions file and they had like, you know, about like a thousand lines of text, you know, or in code trying to, to do their own SEO type stuff. Um, I, I guess to chalk it up to the column that, you know, if, if you're trying to integrate a plugin um, that with a theme you didn't create, there could be hidden kind of like landmines um, you have to deal with, and even like with the WP Page Navi plugin, um, they give you a, a specific uh, line of PHP. You've got to go into your theme in, in place. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of. Um, I always go back to the point where some people will say, "Well, WordPress is just too hard to use," um, and they'll say there's a big barrier to entry. You've got to know some PHP, which is why um, I want to use Tumblr. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, even even you know, front, you know, friends of ours here, you know, they say, "Well, I want to, I want to start a website." Well, I, I tried WordPress once, but it was it was too hard. It's just like, well, you didn't try hard. You didn't try hard enough then. Yeah, well, hard. I mean, it, it depends what those words mean, right? Because, yeah, exactly. Because exactly. there, I think, uh, I think it, on the one hand, there's using the WordPress dashboard itself, right? Navigating it and and uh, knowing. Where to Which go is, to do uh, something you need to do. People are referring to it. Could be that, but then at the same time, WordPress, uh, even more so than a hosted option uh, like like a Tumblr or or um, even like a WordPress.com. I mean, with your own WordPress.org setup, it's also an extremely powerful tool with yeah. the ability to. And, and I think what you're bringing up, uh, Justin, is about you know you have the ability to add and basically build a website without needing a lot of know-how, you know, without having to write thousands of lines of code. And so that's going to necessarily bring with it some, uh, I guess, some complication. Right. Well, I think, I think you're exactly getting to it. They, they feel like creating a fully featured, you know, company website should be just as easy as a personal Facebook page. Right. Uh, but, but just digging into it, you're going to uncover problems and have to figure things out. That there is, there is no simple way for other than just experience, I guess. Well, and and I mean, I think there's that's not to say that there aren't things that plugin and theme developers can do to make that process a little bit simpler. You know, I mean, one, I think I think one thing that hasn't been explored enough from theme and plugin shops is the idea that people will go down the this sort of caching page speed journey that you're talking about and. Knowing, I, I mean, I think everybody who makes a theme or makes a plugin, they're the ones who best know how to, uh, I guess, improve that number, improve that page load time, uh, according to their theme or plugin. But not every developer is thinking in those terms. 
or, or has had to deal with it before. Somebody in the chat room just alluded to, you know, th- you know, Facebook's Facebook is complex, MySpace is complex. Well, Tr- true, well, I but think that's, I think that's I think that's a tell. Uh, uh, I think when you see businesses so heavily relying on Facebook pages and stuff like that, that's a tall tale sign for any theme developer to understand the amount of complexity that people, even you know, big businesses or whatever want to be to have at their fingertips. And so I think this goes directly into what we were talking about today with Weaver 2. It's that no one true not the majority of people of consumers don't want the complexity that Weaver 2 is offering. They want to be able to make a profile page with a nice little header. They well, basically see, want to be able to make But see now I think we're mincing words because I think there's complexity but then there's also customizability. And I think what people that, yeah, do those want are completely different. Yeah, they're yes. yeah. And I and I think I think even like Given the options that that Weaver two, I mean, even just at, at face value, I think that it could better integrate uh, WordPress styles on the back end. I think it could be a better user experience just in terms of that because it throws some custom stuff in there. But uh, I mean, I, I think that you know you've got to kind of balance those two things because even yes, complexity they don't want. But if you talk to the average person about how much control they want over how their company site or their personal blog or whatever looks like most of them will say most of them will say as much as i can get right so Mm -hmm. it's that's the average person and that's where uh you know that's why you have sort of you know myspace generation of of website owners of people who've gotten used to this idea of kind of making something look like whatever they want to yeah and i think you've got to balance that desire with i guess (laughs) more human ideas i mean uh it's just that balance between quality software and the ability for people to make things to personalize things because that's really what they want not you know when, when people say like oh i want to be able to change how it looks like really what they mean is i want it to to uh i want this theme to feel like home and i think one way of going about that is requiring people to uh, go through hundreds or even thousands of little button options to make that happen but I, I tend to think, you know, where I side on it is that people don't really want that. What they want is enough options, like enough and not, not theme options like we've been talking about, but enough number of themes to choose from that they can pick one that already looks like them. Because I, I don't think, think the average person doesn't want to make it. They just want to find it. Right. They want to find it. And I also think this is why uh... – the people at WordPress are working uh, pretty hard on the theme customizer because that gives you the ease of use uh, and functionality to change, you know, those things. In it, a really it, walks, it walks that and, line a lot better. Yeah, it walks that line a lot better. And so, sure, I have. I don't think anybody has a problem with going to like WordPress.org or going to a, a theme company and saying, "Oh, I like how that theme's kind of laid out. I want that," and then being able to customize it as easy as the customizer is going to be able to do, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's really gonna be hugely beneficial for uh, for people uh, that are just kind of your average user. So, and I think I think they're onto something. I mean, they're, I think they're onto something because of the possibilities that that can create, not only with CSS styles, but with also drag and dropping of who knows what plugins, widgets. Who knows? I don't know. I think we just killed that bug, though. <laughs> Dominated it. We could probably just call it a day. I think that's a show. Is that it, a show? It sounds kind of like a show. It's a show. It has that distinct feel to it that, that sounds like it's a show. Uh, want to thank everybody for uh, listening in. This was episode number five of the weekly theme show. Crazy that there's only been that many, but I guess that's a good feeling. It feels the like most doing stressful episode yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I want to be no honest, kidding. dude. This one was stressful. Not only set up, but just I don't know. Maybe it's just what I got going on over here. But yeah, no, you got something going on over there. Uh, I did want to remember. So many <laughs> I did want to remember to tell people to go to uh, iTunes if they're subscribed uh, to that uh, uh, to the podcast in there. Go in and review us because in terms of iTunes and podcasts, that's the number way people will find us. They'll just search for WordPress podcasts and. Uh, they'll check us out in particular if we have a lot of positive reviews there. I wasn't say only review it if it's going to be a positive review. <laughs> well, not, well and, and, and can, can we also too? Like I know I know some people in the chat room have, have kind of said this, but can we kind of just go ahead and clarify how we go about uh, finding themes to kind of review and talk about, and basically just say that it's it's kind of stuff we stumble upon and stuff we have interested in. Like there's no way that we're ever going to, uh, you know, 
as you probably could put it better than I can, Ryan, you know, we're not looking for people to say, hey, uh, can we give you money and review our themes? Like, we're not looking for that. No, no, it's not that at all. It's entirely, you just said it, it's whatever we happen to find that looks interesting. So, I mean, sure. you know, one week we'll talk about, uh, you know, commercial or paid themes that happen to have come out. Uh, the next week we'll just talk about a selection from WordPress.org. This week we just want to talk about one that came up, you know, at a, at a WordCamp. So there's definitely no yeah. Yeah. Uh, particular rhyme or reason except whatever we choose. Well, yeah, and I think too, uh, you know, leave comments, leave uh, suggestions on you know WP Candy under uh, under the show because you know that's that's kind of how we get ideas and that triggers us for the week to kind of go look at things. So, and it was uh, was a theme show at wpcandy.com. If you wanted to zip up your theme and send it over to us, we'll be happy to take a look at it. And yeah, there's if, a uh, real possibility we could uh, check it out if we, if we if we like it. If not, you know, we, 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 we probably won't humiliate you. And say, hey, look at what this jerk sent us. It's really, really terrible. But uh, I might, I might do that. Uh, that's true. I probably wouldn't do it though, <laughs> but I probably would. Uh, obviously, you can follow the show and everything else on the blog at wpkindy.com. Also, the same name on Twitter. I am at Ryan Immel on Twitter, and then there's at Nicholas Weaver and at J Jones FTW, and those are all follow linked me. up in the show notes. Give them all the follows that you or have. Just Nicholas me. underscore Weaver. Screw, screw Ryan and Justin. Just follow me. <laughs> Yeah, if you have, even if you're already following him, just give him an extra follow. Just click that button again. It'll feel good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a new Twitter. Low. If you don't, I'm stooping to the ultimate low of buying followers. You're gonna buy followers? <laughs> oh my, it's getting depressing over here. This audio equipment and oh, stress. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Uh, good show, everybody. Thanks uh, to the uh, few in the chat room that hung out, and we'll uh, catch you guys next, next week. week.